Uh-oh. Back again. Sid did it again. He's back for them. Welcome back. Um, I know I've been away and, you know, we're back to another episode of I Said What I Said. I'm your host, Sid the Aquarius. And yeah, it's been a while. Um, I've been away because I, yeah, I know it's been a long time, but I'm just going to like, let's just jump straight into it. Um, I hmm, have not been just in the place to record I'm just going to be so honest with you I just was not in the headspace for it I had a lot of stuff going on which I will catch you all up with and yeah I'm back I'm going to do my best to do these weekly episodes um and I'm also going to I'm still dedicated to the topic based podcast you know the colorism um usefulness as being queer um healthy friendships and relationships mental health all of those kinds of things there great i'm gonna do it and also may have some guests in the run-up as well um what the future of the podcast is gonna look like i'm still thinking about that in the new year um we're gonna be having some visuals i've got my ring light i'm just figuring out how to get my camera um and working on the angles because i'm very 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 camera shy and also very um, self-conscious when it comes to putting my image out there. So yeah, we're just going to be working on that. And with my um, topic-based podcast now, what I want to be doing is um, poetry. I think I'm wasting my time um, dragging people on Twitter and social media and all those kind of things there with like, my wordplay is very good, you know? I'm I'm tired of dragging me with my wordplay and I'm thinking, hold on a second. I can actually get back into poetry because some of the stuff I've written down is quite good. Some of the themes I have is very good. So um it won't be every episode. It will just be fingers crossed, touch wood for my ones that are um topic based because it you know and it will be themed around the topic of that podcast. So let me just get into what's happened while I've been away because I did record an episode um it was oh my god it was the day of the VMAs because I remember I went to Kelechi's um like debut of of Edge of Here and um it was in it was somewhere in central London we went there literally came back to Birmingham recorded was waiting to watch the VMAs and I was like one hour and 30 minutes into it and I just thought I can't do this um it was good content like don't get me wrong it was good but I just wasn't I just wasn't in it my heart just wasn't in it and I just thought now I'm just gonna stop I'm just gonna stop because I just yeah no um so yeah that's just what's been you know, that's one thing that happened. I also had, um, God, I had some traumatic events happen as well. One of which was with like a friend where he was basically on the brink of like suicide. And I was just like, okay, cool. Wow. What the hell? And then, um, it's, it just sent me over the edge because it's like, I get people have their personal issues. I get people have their problems, but it's like when you go out to help people and then um, they get to a place where it's like, okay, cool, I'm great now, you can fuck off. I'm just like, I don't, un- me, I don't understand selfishness, I don't. 
I weren't raised like that. I don't know um, selfishness. I don't understand what it means to use people and then discard them. That's not something that I've ever understood. Um, It's not something I've ever done or would be comfortable doing. And I don't feel... I, I, I don't want, I don't know, understand why I attract people like that as well. That these energy vampires that just like gravitate towards me. And what I've been doing is just being on a journey of just a process of elimination. If you're somebody who takes, 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 you've got to go. Um, if you're somebody who's always in crisis, you've got to go. And it's not, this isn't in a way to say like, oh, um, don't ever reach out or whatever it is. That's not what I'm saying. It's just when there is a, a relationship or a friendship or, or an associate who is just very transactional and it's one-sided, unfortunately for me, that just can't run anymore. Um, I've had to set very firm boundaries in place. There's things that I have, I, I speak on and have spoken on at the request of people and then only for them to invalidate it or see me being invalidated and just stand idly by and that's very exhausting it's very depressing it's very it hurts it does I'm gonna be very honest like it it hurts um and you know this is my safe space on this podcast to say how I feel what I'm going through um um, what my thoughts are, what my, you know, whether I'm happy, sad, whatever. Like that's that's just my um, that's exactly what I'm gonna do, and I don't. It, it took a, a more of an effect on me than I let it show. So for that reason, it was just like, yep, yeah, I'm just gonna do what I can do right now. Um, there's, you know, for and for those of you who may see my online presence, um, I'm going to be changing the way I interact with things now um I'm going to withdraw my care politic from a lot of things I'm going to be withdrawing from identity politics um because I find that there's too much hypocrisy in it and when you get caught up within that bubble um you see people contradict themselves and for me a person that is very true to my integrity very true to what I believe um it's it's either gonna it's it's gonna go one of two ways for me it's either I'm gonna remove myself from it or I'm just gonna I'm gonna be just as bad as you and and I'm gonna point out your hypocrisy and then then what then say something in it um so yeah that's that's pretty much um what I've been doing I was also I was also going on a few dates as well and um that's an oh god that's another thing I need to, like Oh God, this is going to sound so mad. This is going to sound so, so, so mad. Um, I am changing my outlook on that as well. I'm changing my outlook on that as well. And the reason why I say this, and I want people to listen to this, especially if you're single, especially if you're queer, a queer person of colour and you have been socialised and made to believe from the very beginning that you're um you know you aren't socially and conventionally beautiful you don't meet the eurocentric beauty standards um and the way that you navigate your sexuality gender identity and expression depends on that and that determines how much humanity is afforded to you stop dating people in crisis stop it 
Um, it's okay to discard people. And I know I probably sound like a hypocrite. Like I'm saying, like, I'm not saying use people and discard them. No, probably that's probably the wrong word. It's okay to reject and say, actually, no, I'm not putting up with that. That that's, that's, that's too much baggage for me. Um, I always used to hold the approach that if somebody had a mental health condition, if somebody, um, you know, had certain things in their life that was going on that was out of their control, they weren't worthy of, sorry, they were, uh, that doesn't mean that they aren't worthy of love. And I still hold that, that view. I still do. But unfortunately, it's not for me to do the labor to build you up and get you into a place where you are, where you are loved or where you want to pursue love. That's not, that's not for me. And the thing is, the wickedest thing is I don't approach people. For those of you who know me, I'm actually quite shy. Um, I don't, I don't approach, like go out there and be like, Hey, I don't approach guys. They approach me first. Like I'll probably be on hinge or, um, like a, a grinder or which I've deleted, you know, I've, I've deleted that. Um, you know, and they'll be like, Hey, they'll hit me up first, but I, you know, we can swipe right or whatever and match, but like, I'm not really the kind of person who will just go and make the first move and really pursue somebody. These are all people who've pursued me. You've pursued me knowing that you're, I don't know, experiencing financial hardship. Um, You are in a mental health crisis. You are in some sort of like, I don't know. You're just at some point in your life where it's just chaotic. And I'm, I'm still... I'm still understanding. I'm still not judgmental. And I don't know. I feel like now maybe I should be. Maybe I should just leave you in that rut. I don't know. But the thing is, is that I'm doing this at my expense because it's my feelings that get hurt later on. And it's then these specific men who gravitate towards me and then, you know, once they're better or once they feel that, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, now I'm going to go and pursue a white man. I, no, I can't, I can't be dealing with that. No, 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 no. Um, so that's just where I'm at at the moment. And, um, yeah, so I've deleted them apps. Um, I have remained celibate for the past like two months, which has been great. It's given me, it's, it's taught me so much about myself and what I want for the future um, what I am willing to accept and what I, what I should not be compromising on. And I've been having a few conversations as well with like other black gay men and, um, a few femmes as well, um, and women. And they've been saying that, have you noticed how we are like black queer people and femmes are used, especially like in storylines in film and television um, when the person is, like, there is a person in crisis, or they're always used for emotional labour, and it's like, you're supposed to go and help this person who's experiencing whatever the fuck it is that they're going through, um, you're meant to pick them up with all their woes and all their burdens, and, you know, you're meant to be the the doting friend or the doting... No, no, it needs to stop. Abolish that shit right now. Abolish it. I'm so sorry. No, because 
especially if there's this one guy as well, like he was quite high functioning and it's like, okay, cool. So when you're around me, you're like, you're, um, you're down, you need support, you need hugs, you need lifting up and all those kind of things. But, you know, when I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to be there and whatever it is, that, that was the only purpose I served throughout that dating period. But when you're around your white friends and your white people and the white men you want to fuck, you're not, you're, 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 you're okay. You seem fine. You, you seem absolutely fine. So they can help you in it. Um, I can't do that. And when I started setting them boundaries where it's like, um, and here's another thing as well, a boundary. Let me just talk about the boundary I set. And I really had to sit down and think about this boundary. I'm not available before you go to bed. You see, if a man is, is only available before he goes to bed, he don't take you seriously. He don't. He don't. If you can't, if you can't text and call throughout the day, and I'm not saying that like, I understand that people work. I don't encourage anyone to date a jobless man. I don't. But you see, if you can't, if I can't get that morning text, if I can't get that text when you're on your break, or even after you finish work and it's like six o'clock in the evening, right? when I know you've finished work and you want to message me at like nine o'clock, come ra- no, mm-mm, mm-mm, I'm sorry. Because it was like all this frigging trauma dumped on me. And then at 11 o'clock, yep, I've got to go to bed now. Bye. See ya. Um, yeah, I'm feeling tired. Yeah. You got to go. I'm like, okay. And the thing is for me, especially when like somebody has been through an ordeal and you care for that person, the level of empathy that I normally carry towards people I'm just quite concerned so for me to hear that I'm just like oh my god I can't believe that's happened to someone I can't believe such and such, some, someone that I care about feels this way and for me to go to bed feeling like that drained the fucking life out of me and I'm sorry I had my own shit going on I had my own shit going on um I also was um at risk of being redundant right so <laughs> that's another thing as well so I was just around scrambling for a job and my colleagues at work were just like Sid how are you so um how are you so like bullish about this how are you so blase how are you so chill and I think it had to do with like the mushrooms when I took the mushrooms um in the summer right because I just don't stress about things anymore I don't I don't stress about things like that I'm able to process things in a way where it's like look you need to make a decision and just make the decision now and get it out the way so for me I'm just like look okay cool I'm I'm very strong in interviews I will find a new job and that's just that and I did um so I start on Monday yay um so I've had all of that stuff going on um even though I think I I, I like the job that I'm going into. The job that I'm going into was my first choice. Um, it's a sidestep. But me picking up other people's shit, I could have actually gone for a promotion. So this job here, don't get me wrong, it is a brilliant sidestep. I love this sidestep. I want this sidestep. Like it's the best. It's the best move for me to make right now. And this move means that I can go anywhere in the freaking world. I can go into government. I can go into outside of finance even. Like I can do so much with this role. Like so much. So that's where I'm going to be going. And that's what I'm going to be doing. Um, 
I had a brilliant, um, you know, uh, mentor because like when, when the company makes you redundant, they, they give you, they have to give you time to find a new a job during in that, within that redundancy window. And they assign somebody who's like, um, in HR, who's really, really skilled with all those kind of things. And she was like, Sid, you're underselling yourself. You're massively underselling yourself. And I didn't realize how much I was underselling myself, you know? And I look back and I was thinking like, even I had so much time to reflect while I've been away where it's like, even when I was in secondary school and I said that I wanted to do law and I had my law degree, by the way. Um, But I remember my teacher at the time, her name was Tracy Wharton. And she was like, you, a lawyer? No, 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 no. You're better off doing something with your hands. You know, you're going to need this, 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 this. She was listing a whole heap of things that was needed to become a lawyer. You don't need any of those things whatsoever. You don't. You really, really don't. You can go to school, finish your GCSEs. I know they don't do it from A to B anymore. It's like one to nine or whatever the hell. Um, you go to college, you can do any subject, any subject, and then you go into a university and then you sit your law degree. Once you do your law degree, um, I know they're changing it now from the LPC and BPTC, whether you want to become a solicitor or about, but anyway, I digress. I didn't need all that shit. And I think like that coupled with my dyslexia, um, I've been like, just even from when I was in school, I'm thinking, shit, am I doing something wrong? Am I, am I, is there something I'm not understanding? Is there in some way I'm less capable than others? And I've carried that from secondary school all the way up until like now. And I've been massively underselling myself. Um, And I don't want to do, I'm never doing that again. No, I'm not doing that again. So yeah, that's just what that's just what's happened while I've been away. So yes, um, fuck men, <laughs> um, and just fuck people that like you know energy vampires and fuck people that put me down. I also tweeted something as well um, because they were talking about like friendship groups and one thing I did um, was I put a list down of all the energy vampires I need to stay away from. But also, um, I didn't tweet that part, but I just said, when you have some time, please take this advice. When you have some time, open your notes app and list all of the people who gravitate towards you and would be there for you and their friendship, um, the love, the life the happiness that they offer you is not a one-way transaction and work on those friendships, work on building that because what you don't want to do is neglect those friendships for people that are always in crisis and gravitating towards people who always need something and the answer sometimes is no. Um, And when I started doing that, that equipped me to say no a lot more. And there was one guy, um, was a friend of mine from a long, long time ago. Um, How long have we known each other? Way before lockdown. And 
you know, I'll, he was going through some stuff as well. I reached out to him and I was like, hey, how you doing? Sometimes he'd reply, sometimes he'd not. And I, that's just how life is. You don't you don't always reply. But then, you know, he started, he started moving a bit like weird. And then I noticed, okay, cool, great. Now he's on the drugs, cool. Um, now, you know, previous me would have been like, oh, let me go and how can I help? What can I do to help? no. No, I'm not going to do that because what's even more interesting as well is that I would see him on Grinder and then he's like high and horny and high and horny just means that like, you know, um, you're on drugs and it's not weed. <laughs> you're on some sort of drugs. And he was like, oh yeah, we should take them together. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm all right. Thank you. Because people that, people that do that stuff and get into that stuff they lose themselves and they become selfish. And he was like, oh, are you trying to say I'm selfish? And I'm like, mm, I don't know yet. Time will tell. So then um, we were meant to meet up, like just as friends, right? We were meant to meet up and um, I was meant to help him like with his CV, all of those kind of things there. We were just meant to hang out um, because <laughs> drugs has taken over his life. Um, and he was like, just aired me. And I was like, okay, cool. So I was like, hey, I'm in Manchester. How you doing? Blank. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? Blank. Okay, cool. Next thing you know. Hey, um, I'm one I'm one month behind on my mortgage payment. Is it possible you could help me out? And I said, I can't. Sorry, I'm skin. And I wouldn't say I was skin. I had mm, No, my bills took precedent. No, my bills and, and what I wanted to do took precedent. So I said no, I ain't got it. But then I had to circle back and spin the block. And I was just like, I need to get something off my chest. Don't, don't, don't be ignoring me. Don't be airing my messages. And then I see you online and then you're doing a high end horny and you want to fuck. You know, you want to get your whole fucked out. And when it's me, you're ignoring me. Oh, bro, I've got anxiety and depression. No, but your anxiety and depression wasn't doing that to you when you wanted to fuck. So there's ways in which you can't treat me. There's ways in which you don't get to treat me. Don't don't come to me when you're in crisis. Go and ask the men that you are fucking, right? And especially when there's a likelihood you could spend that money on drugs. Don't take the piss out of me. Don't do that. And this also happened to, and again, it's a running theme here. And these are people that I just had to work, weed out my life. I just had to get rid of them. Just go. Um, another one. And um, he was, like, helping me around the house, like, with DIY and all those kind of things. It was great. And we helped each other because I helped him with his move. I helped it because um, he broke up with his partner. Um, you know, I helped had to help him move. All of those kind of things. Take him to his doctor's appointments. Yada, yada, yada. All those kind of things there. Great. And then I don't know what happened. But then I'm just like, hey, you okay? Yeah. Hey, um, long time, how you doing? Fine. Like, all of them kind of things. That, and this this carried on for the best part of, like, six months. And I can understand and I can give, like, grace that you've been through an ordeal. But you're doing the same thing. And I just had to be like, my G, have I done you something? Have, 
But have I done you something like you're, you're moving really weird? Like I'm trying to, I'm actually asking if you're all right and you're giving me one worded answers to close the conversation. But then you're asking me if there's houses for sale in my area and where he can find a cheap house um, at a price that I bought mine at and all them kind of things there. But when you want something, that's when you're willing to have a conversation. So I've asked him, have I done you something? Oh no, like, you know, um, oh, when I, I'm still depressed, I'm still, man, fuck off, man. Like, I'm sorry, you're blocked. Like, just, just fuck off, fuck off. Like your depression, your anxiety, I don't give a fuck about it. Like you're an absolute prick. Don't ask me for nothing. Don't ask me for anything because anxiety, and, and this is why I struggle sometimes to make gay friends because it's like, if they can't get sex from you, they're willing, they're, they'll just treat you like shit. If they can't get something from you, they'll treat you like shit. And nah, mm-mm, sorry, no, no. And I also think being black has something to do with it as well. Because I noticed that these men are able to navigate friendships where their friends are either white or white adjacent. And it's like, the, it's like a, I don't know. I get this a lot and it's like, hmm, if you're not good enough to fuck, and I've, I've realised this since I was like 18, this has been the case with me since I was like 18, right, <clears throat> is that there are men who will fuck black men, they will use them in whatever capacity they can, but they will never be your friend, they will never get into a relationship with you, they will never want to be seen in public with you, that's just how it is. And that's just what I know and believe to be true. Um, and it very much shows in their behaviour. Now, I don't know if that's a global thing, but that is definitely a Birmingham thing. It's definitely, definitely, definitely a Birmingham thing. Unless you can be a fuck thing for them, they won't be your friend. And I find... Um, there are, like, some people in London, that they aren't... I, I wouldn't really say they're like that. I, mm, mm. Okay, no, some of them are, but there are more people there who are, like, who are black, brown, white, um, who are willing to have a genuine friendship with you, with, that is platonic. It's not many of them, but it is more of them than there is in Birmingham. I would say that. I would just definitely say that. But yeah, um... So that's just where I've been at right now. So I've just dropped a lot of dead weight, dropped a lot of like bad energy and onwards and upwards from here. I'll probably start, I'll probably try and start dating again in 2024, which leads me on to my next bit because this is going to sound quite shallow and there's people I've spoken to um, privately about some of my friends and they have been like, yeah, you know what? I hear it. And some of them have been like, well, mm, Sid, no. So here's what it is. And you can let me know what you think. You can just message me and say, hmm, I hear it. Or you can ask me some questions. I don't know. So um, I'm back on my couch to 5K. We're going to get back to that segment. I am now on week seven. Guys, I'm on week seven. So while I've been away, I've not been running my mouth. I've been running these legs, right? And I, yesterday I broke my record. I was able to run for 25 minutes without stopping. 25 minutes. I can't believe it. Like, do you remember when I was on, was it week? 
was it week five? I got up to week five or was it week four? And they wanted me to run from like eight minutes and five minutes and eight minutes or something like that. And I couldn't do it because it was just my feet were like, my feet were hurting. I just pushed past it. I really did. I really, really, really did. Um, and I, <clears throat> yeah, I just, just took the time. I, I booked all my annual leave because, you know, um, I was leaving this role and I just used that time to work on myself. I was walking to the gym. I don't drive. Well, I do probably, I've probably driven twice, two or three times. I don't know. But yeah, so I walk to the gym now um, and I walk back and the weight has been dropping off me. My, my stomach has gone flat and I've just been like, this is going to sound quite shallow, but I said, I'm just going to be shallow in it. I'm going to get my body right. I'm going to make myself appear more desirable in that way because I'm not ugly. I'm not. Um, I'm also going to familiarise myself more with the camera, work on myself, update my wardrobe, all of those kinds of things just so that I can present more attractive. And I know that, oh God, it sounds like Sid, you're centering men, you're doing this, you're doing that. And I get it, but I want to have more confidence. I'm doing that for my confidence. I'm doing this because I want first pickings. I'm doing this because in the geographical location where I am based, unfortunately, I'm sorry, somebody who is not black does not get, like, seen as deserving of love. They just don't. I'm sorry, they don't. They really, really don't. And it's... It's even worse when you date other men of colour as well. It's it's even worse because you have to work so much harder. So, so, so much harder. And somebody who looks like Phil Mitchell can pull someone who looks like Michael B. Jordan. And it's not fair. It's not fair. It's, it's just not fair. And that's just how hard I'm going to have to work in order to boost, like, my confidence and also be hyper aware of the way in which people treat me. And the one thing I don't like about losing weight is the way that people are taking me more seriously. The way my arms are bigger, people are taking me more seriously. And it's like, <clears throat> I've noticed it, even when like sometimes I will update my um, picture on, on social media, right? I notice that when my skin is hitting the sun and I appear lighter right? My engagement is more positive. But when it's not, people, I'm always villainized, or people feel they can come at me mad, or people feel they can just ignore me. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. And it's, I'm, I'm thinking about things and it's like, okay, cool. Let me, let me get to a position where let me just get to a position where maybe, hear me out, because think, here's how things just work in the gay world. Like, it's either you have money, you have popularity, you have good looks, and you have access to resources and influence. And I'm sorry, but the person that I am, the powerhouse that I am, I'm going to have to channel one of those things. I don't have a fucking choice. I don't. I really, really don't. Um, 
sorry, I don't. If you have any recommendations, if you have people that are, you know what? Actually, no, I'm not even. I'm not even gonna go and like. I'm not going to explain myself. I'm not going to justify myself on this one because no, because this is what I know to be true. And I, um, like, I see the way in which I've even had content. Like, well, here's another thing that like put me off for weeks. I've even had content from this podcast stolen and tweeted and repackaged by somebody who I knows in, know engages with my content. And because they had influence, because they had the following, because they had the lighter skin, it, it, their, their take, like not even their take, what they put out there, the, the way that they repackaged my content blew up, blew up and even made its way into like an American reporter talking about it. And those kinds of things there, it's that kind of disrespect that I'm tired of. I'm so tired of it. And I'm sorry, like, if I can't beat you lot, me, I'm fucking petty. I'm so petty. I'm going to, I'm, I will there's, there's no like depth I won't stoop to. No, no. And the thing is as well, is that when I see people who like engage with me, you see me say the same thing and then you're silent. You see the other person say the same thing and you're you're engaging with them on the timeline and it's boosting them, but they got that from me. So what what are we doing? Where, where do we go from here? So yeah, there's that. Um, so that's exactly what it's going to have to be. And, you know, uh, that's just what it is and for people again don't lecture me on 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 fat phobia don't do that because i'm sorry like i know my body um i sorry i i i want the body that i'm happy with and it's my body it's mine i'm not saying that um you know fat bodies or anything like that aren't desirable because i do date fat people i do date I, pr- I actually prefer men with weight on them. I actually do. So I, that's just me. Um, not to put down any anybody else out there. I'm not doing that. All I'm saying is this is my body and this is the body that I want for me. This is, this is my appearance. So if that makes somebody else insecure or... Actually, it did. Um, and I didn't even do anything. This is the joke. I didn't even do anything. Like, one of the guys that I was dealing with, he actually stopped, like, he he stopped going to the gym and he was, like, he just felt really shit about himself and demotivated. And I'm, like, all I'm doing is posting my things to Insta stories and to Twitter. Like, what, what, what have I done? So, yeah, that's what he did. Um, I can't, I can't fix that for you. I can't. Like, you, whatever body you are in, you have to like that. And if you don't like it, change it. Whether that is whether you get bigger, whether that is whether you get smaller, whatever you want to do, you do it. That's up to you. But this is me. This is my body. Um, Houseplant journey. Let's move on to that. So my houseplant journey is going great. Um, I did buy an Alocasia Zebrina and I also bought a spearheaded Alocasia and they died. I don't know why. They, I bought them, and I think when I got them, they had fungus gnats from Lidl, so many of them. Um, most of them have disappeared now, but they came with fungus gnats, child. And 
also root rots. So they just, I'm guessing they died for that reason. Um, I also had a string of turtles, which is thriving. So I'm not really going to complain about that. I've started, um, I've started growing legal mushrooms as well. Um, not the illegal ones, legal ones. Um, and I'm just experimenting with those because I like mushrooms. I really do. I really like, um, I've got some lion's mane growing and, um, I'm going to try cordyceps and then once I'm done with that, I'm really going to start trying um, oyster mushrooms and I want to, to try, um, there's ones that imitate chicken and beef. Those are the ones I want to go and do next. So that's a journey at the moment. So there's spores that you can buy online. There's, um, I think they're called inoculation bags. So they're like these plastic bags and then you've got a sealer. Then what you do is you put rye, rye grain in there, some substrate, which is like gypsum powder um, for mushrooms. And then you put some vermiculite and then you put some soil in there or like cocoa qua, quire, cocoa qua. I don't know how you spell it. Yeah, cocoa, C-O-I-R. Um, you put that, then what you do is you inject the spores into the bag. The bag will then like turn white over a few weeks because the mycelium will just like take it down and break down, like, take it over and break down everything. So that's called um, the bag getting colonized. Um, it's funny though because the bag just turns white, colonized. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's that. And then um, you then cut open the bag, then you put it into a. Um, What's it called again? Like an incub, like it's like a um, monotub. Yeah, that's what it's called. It's called a monotub. Then you put it inside a monotub with the cocoa choir and some more of the dirt and stuff. And then you spread it out evenly. And then, then the mushrooms will grow. Then you harvest them and then you can put them in the fridge. You can cook them, do what you're doing. And then, yeah, goes from there. I have now also got, um, plant journey aside... Is it? It's not a plant, no, but it's something you grow. Anyway, um, kefir grains. So I'm experimenting with water kefir. Um, there's milk ones that you can use, but there's also water ones. So I'm I'm experimenting with the water ones just because I don't like depending on milk. I don't I I don't drink milk like that. So um, yeah, I just rather not. I I I don't know. I like fruity things. I do. Um. So I'm going to try a mango one and I'm also going to try blueberry and then I'm just going to try like ginger and all the other things that I can get in the supermarket, orange, you name it. Um, and then the good thing about kefir grain is that when you make it, it's like kombucha. Whenever you make the kefir, it doubles. So that's just amazing. It's just brilliant. And that's what I'm doing. Um, so yeah, Birmingham City Council, um, I'm going to go and update you onto that now. So with Birmingham City Council, I have, it's now gone to like one of the directors. Um, my MP is now involved. Um, I'm just going to see what I can do with that. And then, yeah, um, from there, I'm just going to, yeah, see what I can do. Um, they, oh God, it's, it's been a mess. Like, so the, you, the two people that were giving me grief, they've been evicted. Um thank god like i told you i was gonna get you out but yeah I've, i might have mentioned this already um 
they've left a whole heap of mess. The landlord next door was like, oh, the alleyway is blocked. You need to clear it. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. I've got on CCTV. It was your tenant that did it. So, you know, it's just one of them ones there. Um, and you should be grateful to me because I was the one who actually got him out because he was growing weed in there. He was growing weed in there. He was also, he like, I don't know what damage he's done to that property, but it's like the poor landlord has had to go in there again. And um, <clears throat> he's had to do so much work on that house. And I don't know what damage this man did in that house. So now you're facing that problem. It's like, what do we do now? Like, do you know what I'm saying? If you look, guys had listened to me in the first place, you wouldn't have had this mess. So don't try and like be like, oh, I'm going to clean this. I'm going to clear that. You, you better do it. I'm not, I'll, I'll try and clear what I can clear, but I'll do it in my own time. And then I'm going to put my fence up. But other than that, you best leave me in peace. Um, so there's that. I also have another council that I'm in dispute with and it's Newham council. So here's what happened. I went to Newham. I parked up. On a Saturday night into Sunday, the signs, the signs said Monday to Saturday, no, Monday to Sunday, um, nine till six or eight till six or whatever the time was, right? And it says, oh, Sundays is event days, yeah? So Sunday you can, you can park there for free unless it's an event day. So yeah, so the types the sign said Monday to Saturday, um, including event days. There were no signs of an event. I looked online, no signs of an event. I did everything in my remit, no signs of an event. And there is an option to pay, but I'm not going to pay because there's no signs of an event. So I've just parked there. Sunday morning, I have a ticket. So I've appealed it now. Um, they took a long time to get back to me. They took about a month to get back to me. And I'm just saying to them, wait a second, like, oh, whoa, 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 wait there a minute. I, I, I'm confused here. What's going on? I've said to them that I have, like, you know, I've done everything within my remit. I've, I've looked around. I'm not from the area. All of these kinds of things there. And they're turning around and saying, well, we're not overturning it because you should have looked for more information online. Excuse me? So let's, let's, just, let's just make this make sense, right? You take council tax, you take the taxpayers' money, you take money from the, the football event itself because they're saying a football event was on. How am I supposed to know? I don't know nothing about football. I don't care about football. I avoid football, Right? Football is not, I just, I just hate the way that people assume that because you're a man, you're supposed to just know everything about football. I don't, and I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I don't like the sport. I hate it. So there was that. Um, and it was, I'm, I'm just like spun. I'm very, very spun by all of this because what are you expecting me to do? Like, you're rejecting it on that basis and you're saying, well, actually, no, you now need to pay up. So I'm thinking this isn't right. I've looked on your website. It doesn't tell me to do that. 
you've got to bear in mind there's people who have learning difficulties there's people who take things literally there's people who are on certain spectrums who are still are legally able to drive and you are discriminating against them because you're saying that i need to go and look online now what if i didn't have a smartphone what if i wasn't able to have access to the internet because again your your governments this whole government as a whole thinks the internet is not a, a right that people should have access to okay cool fine what if i was elderly what if like i didn't speak english and my English was very limited. You're discriminating against people. Not even... Also, the terms and conditions weren't even listed there. So I'm sorry. We're going to court. One thing about me, I'm stopping. We will go to court. I'm not paying it. I'm not paying it. We're just going to have to appeal. And they're like, oh... Uh, even on the letter itself. Oh my God, this is the best bit. The letter itself hid the name and the department that wrote the response back to me. So, okay, cool. Let's go. Let's go. I've added the mayor of Newham. She don't want to reply. That's cool. That's fine. We'll go down. We'll go down the legal route. And that's, we'll just go through that. That's fine. So, yeah. But anyway, um, enough about my madness for a bit. Um, we'll get into something a bit more positive and then we'll get into the shit. Um, so, I just want to give a shout out to queer people of colour doing great things. And I want to give a shout out to Yasmin Benoit. And what she's been speaking on is asexuality and discrimination in um, asexuality throughout the UK and what that looks like and why asexuality needs to be protected under law. And the thing is, people... People don't understand, and I've learned this, right, because I used to have, when I was in the trade union, my union mother was um, asexual, right? Oh, no, she is asexual. But when explaining the things that asexual people have to go through and the spectrum that exists among people who are asexual or aero or aromantic it's a massive spectrum and when you think about it when you really really think about it and i'm going to try and explain it as best i can so asexuality it's it is on a spectrum so it can it can mean multiple different things it can mean that you abstain from sex it can mean that you abstain from relationships like you're not romantic um it could mean that you have romance but don't have sex it could mean that you have sex but you don't want romance and a lot of people do you know what we would save so much more time you know especially when dating because there are people who just can't commit to relationships they can't because it's either their relationship orientation because when you look at the aero spectrum itself right if you have this opens up the doors to be like well Look at things being like homo and heteroromantic. You might ask, what is that? Homo romantic is somebody who has um, romantic attractions to the same sex. Heteroromantic is somebody who just has attractions to the opposite sex, right? And this is where like, it also ties in and links to other sexualities and sexes as well because it's like you may have some bi people and i've noticed this a lot with bi women where they're just like i'm heteroromantic like i like having sex with women but i don't want relationships with them 
And you also have men that do the same thing. They don't like to have relationships with men, but they like to have sex with them. And But they're still bi. And that's fine. That's okay. But that's just the, that's just the way in which we can explore so many different things and so many options. And when also looking at asexual um, <clears throat> asexual people and ways in which we discriminate against them, because we are in a very sex-driven society, we are in a very um, we are in a very heteronormative society that centers things like marriage, and we're looking at things like oh, what are the birth rates and all those kind of things. That and guess what? These people they just want to be left alone. They 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 <laughs> you know they just want to navigate life. They really do, and that's it. They they don't want you to make a move on them. They don't need to hear us talking about sex. They don't need to hear us talking about relationships because that is when we make the conversation not inclusive. That's what, sorry, not the conversation, the space. That's when we make the space not inclusive. Some people, just, they just don't want to hear about sex. They don't. They don't want to hear about relationships. And they don't want to feel that there is an expectation for them to get into one. And to the people commenting under Yasmin, uh, I think it's Benoit, 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 I hope I said it right, um, commenting under the thread, right, they were just like, oh, um, you know, this is what trans people have got, trans, it's got nothing to do with trans people, well, actually, it could do, because trans people can also be asexual as well, like, sexual orientation is an actual thing, like, gender and sex is, is, and I'm not saying it in the in the LGB kind of sense, like, don't mix me with them people, please and thank you. Um, I'm just saying, like, gender identity is a thing. Sexual orientation is also a thing. And as well as romantic attraction, that's also a thing as well. And I think those things should very much be considered. Sorry, I just took a sip of water. Um, and then you had people commenting on her outfits and saying, well, you look sexy here, so why are you dressing sexy if you don't like sex? And Because she wants to. Because it's her body. Because she can. Because it's her money. Because that's the clothes she likes. Because that's how she wants to feel. I'm confused. Like, somebody says they don't want to have sex with you, and you... Or they just don't want to have sex with they just want to remain celibate and then you have to start asking questions if something is wrong with them and then these will be the same fuckers that will be like wondering oh so, so, like not wondering they'll be saying oh we wonder why society's going backwards because people are having sex outside of marriage and so you're either pro which one is it what 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 do you want what is it you want and this is why i say to some people do what the fuck you want with your with your life with your body anyway because people are going to have something to say regardless if we're going to be all the way honest, yeah? So, I really hope that um, asexuality gets its protected characteristics. I really, 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 really do. Because, I'm sorry, we can't just be out here violating people's boundaries like that. We No, let's not be doing that, yeah? Oh, I don't know why my nose is clogging up. Jeez. But, yeah. Um... <clears throat> There's that. Um, I think it's just important to have asexuality listed just as any other sexuality because, I'm sorry, I would not like my 
rights are violated. I wouldn't like my sexuality, you know, restricted in any type of way. And I don't think it should happen to anybody else either. And I also think her being black has a massive part to do with it as well, because there is a way in which people love to police black bodies in the way in which we show up and navigate, I'm going to say it, uh, sexuality, gender identity, and expression. Yes. There's ways in which people feel so fucking entitled to black bodies and the way in which they feel that, yeah, I can just have sex with you or I, I can just, like, I don't know, I can, I can just sway you and you're going to be mine. No, stop it. Because I, I, I think if that was a white woman or if that, if that was a white they, them, and I'm going to say it, people would have received that differently. I'm so sorry they would have. They would have. And let me... I'm going to, I've got something, yeah, I've got, I'm going to talk about this in the madness segment as well, because I do think to an extent, right, people can only, people have to see suffering in a white body, they have to see people's rights being denied in a white body before they, before they validate that something is wrong, but I'm going to hold that thought, I'm going to get back into it, right, because I still need to complete the positivity, um, elements of things so there's that and the next great thing i want to share as well is lady phil stepping down from the kaleidoscope trust at the end of the year to become a full-time ceo at uk black pride and i think this is great i really do um you know uh, shout out to all the work that she's done in the kaleidoscope trust 100 percent. you know the work that they do Great, I, I, but I, I, I am, I'm glad that she's using her, um, her skill set to go back to Black Pride, which is her baby, yeah. Um, and the reason why it is so needed is because again, it's it's very London centered. Um, <clears throat> however, with the vision that is had out there now and that will no longer be the case it will be uk black pride and you need you need a lot of like all ra- all year round direction and you know someone to constantly look at that and look after that in order for it to thrive and that's just what's going to have to be done i'm afraid um so yeah like shout out to some of these charities some of you they they sometimes do all right work but they do operate from a place of white saviorism and i think that the vision that black pride has and what pe- the hopes that people have don't always align with that and it'll just be interesting to see where things go it'll be very it will be very interesting to see uk black pride become a powerhouse which i know it will become um there's that yeah so um i'm just very much looking forward to that and i just want to wish lady for massive congratulations and i'm just i'm just so excited for next year i'm I'm not gonna lie i really am not so now this is the moment we've all been waiting for because i've been meaning to get this off my chest and if there's one thing about me right and if there's one thing about air signs in astrology don't gaslight them 
You see gas, air, gas, this air element, you don't do it. Don't step into our territory and try gaslighting because one thing, one thing me, one thing I will do is double down. So I want to talk about Dotted Dog Jankra Wumibello, yeah? <laughs> Let's get into it. Because she, this bitch won't stop. I don't give a fuck. Like, I wish her the worst in life. I'm so sorry. Ugh, oh my God, that feels so good. I can't stand this woman. I really can't stand her. I really, really, really can't stand her. And I I first came across her when there was one guy who was very heavily into race play. And, um, you know, he was doing up a few things around, oh, um, he's an Asian guy. And he was like, oh, just misogynoir and no colorism. And then all the black women just started being like, oh my God, this is our ally. This is somebody who's creating a safe space for us. Like some of you B-Tech social justice warrior, TikTok university of grad, university of TikTok graduates, like entry level feminists, like just give it a rest. Like you don't have chat for me. You don't, you really don't. And she must have um, gone on to, this is a few weeks ago, she must have come and said like, she platformed, she had someone on her podcast, and this is somebody who's platformed very, very harmful people at the detriment of queer people of colour, and I'm sorry, like, when it comes to that, I'm going to fucking call it out, right? And I don't need you raggedy, raggedy roaches in my fucking DMs, in my mention, saying, not too much, that's a dark-skinned black woman. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I don't. I don't. Because what, why should that person being, like, people should, people should really think about their identity politics before they go out into the world and do harm, right? If I go and do something, if I go and harm somebody in a certain way, right, I am not going to then be saying, oh, no, please, not too much on me. I'm a dark-skinned queer. But no, I should have fucking thought about that before I did it. Think about it before you do it. Now, people were so hung up on me calling her a lopsided lace front lieutenant, which I don't take back. I'm not fucking sorry. I ain't sorry. I'm not sorry. I did it and I will do it again. I'm not sorry. Right? And you can be like, oh, this is misogynoir. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't. And I'm going to tell you why I don't care, right? Because when... <laughs> let me, because like, I'm saying she platformed a sexual predator. And people are trying to be like, no, it was consensual. It was... And this is, this is the problem. This is the this is the very problem when you platform predators. This is the point that I'm trying to raise. Because you are saying to me, this was done, that was consensual. He did it out of this and he did it out of this and blah, blah, blah. So you're running with purely his narrative. So he can address the allegations that have been presented to him. And he can pick and choose which ones, but he has not addressed all of them. Right? So if he's not addressed all of the allegations, which was recording people and uploading it without their consent. Which is why his first OnlyFans got taken down right, use your fucking brain, you stupid bitch, use your fucking brain, yeah, because it's tired, washed up fag hags on the wrong side of their 40s, that are always in gay people's business, right, and playing referee as to what is assault, and what is abuse, and what is not, go and do that to the men that harm you, go and, go, and, and, and this is the, this is the underlying homophobia that a lot of these b-tech feminists have, right, is that 
They don't have the chat for the men who are out here harming them in real life, violating, you would not say that to your abuser. But what you do, you see somebody who is harming men who are black, who are queer, and you enjoy it. You enjoy it because it's some kind of way in which the men who have done you wrong are being harmed. And, and sorry, 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 the men who have done you wrong, you wish that harm onto them and you can't, you can't get it. You can't, you can't even get close to it because you're a pussy that sits online and just retweets things in Twitter circles like a bitch. Like a fucking bitch. And I said it. I fucking said it and it feels so... You see me? I will say some foul shit that will leave my mouth and it feels good. That's what I will do. So res respectfully, no, let's know our lanes, yeah? Let's know our fucking lanes. So when you platform someone who... <laughs> who gets to deny allegation and, and it's not even... Like, I could, I, could, I could say certain things, that like information that has come my way, but I am not trying to get sued. I have been given information and when I say that somebody is a sexual predator, I mean it because I have been presented with information, with, with credible sources that I believe to be true. And these are things that need to be addressed, right? Because I have not forgotten when your bitch nigger friends came online and was doing things like, oh, we don't know the ages of people in the video just to silence the conversation. I didn't forget that. I didn't forget it. I never forgot that. I have not forgotten, right, when um, people were saying that, I've like, I didn't consent to this. I've told him to take it down several times and he ain't taking it down. That's revenge porn. If you are... And here's, here's another interesting thing that came into my mentions, right, that, that has been sent to me. And if I, if I told you the person who sent it to me, you would all gag. You would all gag. And this is somebody who, I don't know, I'm going to ask them if, if, if anything ever comes back on me or whatever it is, or the next time this topic comes up, I'm just going to say, can you validate that this is true, right? And I'm, I'm going to say what, what I was presented with, what I was told, what I believe to be true. And from the screenshots that I was given, what I believe to be true. That individual was trying to get people onto chems, yeah? Chemsex. And this is the problem. And it was, what's her name? Um, Sincerely Tops. Like, you're stupid. I had to block you. Like, you're very stupid. Like, you, you really thought, you really thought you would try me. And you really thought you'd have your minions in circle. I don't give a fuck. Wig, wig, wiggity, wig, 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 wig. I don't care. I'll talk about her wig. Wig, 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 wig. What now? Wig. Okay, cool. Because it's very interesting. So anyway, let me get back onto it. So I'm saying, if you want to go and bring up misogynoir, right? And you want to go and bring up all of these things. What is it when black men, black gay men are saying something in a way in which they are harmed, you platform the predator and then you silence them. If I was to go in, if let's say the roles were reversed. Let's say I brought Tim Westwood onto this podcast and let him spin his narrative and push it out there, right? And ignored anything a black woman had to say. You'd recognise it as misogynoir very quickly, wouldn't you? And all now you raggedy bitches can't give me an answer. So fuck you. It's fuck you. It's eat the back of, it's eat the hairiest part of my ass after I've done shit on a low vibrational plate over here, yeah? That's what it is. I don't fuck about when it comes to predators. I don't fuck about. Now we're going to get into the, 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 um, <clears throat> the, 
rest of it, yeah? So the messages that I was presented with is that this person had money. This person was saying, look, if you go and take these drugs, these, these chems, you know, I will, I'll move it from two grand to four grand, yeah? This was somebody who was claiming that they were destitute and needed to do this for money, yeah? Okay, okay. And, and the, the thing is, the person who presented me this information is somebody very known in the UK, somebody very likable in the UK, somebody who has a lot more credibility, like a lot of credibility in the UK. And if they went and said, this is true, you would all shut the fuck up in a heartbeat. So don't try me. I'm not, I don't take these things lightly. Yeah. Now we're going to move on to the stupid cow, the, the pick me, the whoring gal who started doing witchcraft because you wanted man. Yeah, because you wanted to fuck man. That's what you wanted. That's what you wanted to go and do. So you went on there to go and you had somebody on there who one, I don't know whether she went through some sort of mental breakdown in her life or whatever, but you know how like Christian blacks, what they love to go and do is um, they love to always go and deny mental health. They love to always go and be like, no, we can cure this by prayer and we can cure this by whatever, whatever, whatever. When you get into that episode that she's done with the witch and when you go into, I think it's like, it starts just before 22 minutes. She starts talking about re- like the power of prayer and renouncing sexuality and same-sex attraction, right? And since since like the, the bust down bandits, yeah, since a lot of you like, you know, I just don't like you demographic of blacks. I don't. I really don't. And this goes for gay men too. This goes for straight men too. This go this goes for just black people in general who are very liberal and only can only understand harm in intersection like when it's intersectional. When it's coming from somebody who is popular who is light-skinned or who is white and when you need somebody to go and validate it so since you need a white person to go and validate it let me let me go and use an example yeah yes yeah, let's use an example you've got um you've got what's her name oh my god hollyoaks right You've got the storyline which happened in November between Carter and John Paul, right? And Carter is basically saying to John Paul, look, we can cure the um, homosexual demons out of you and we can veer you back onto the right path and all those kinds of things there. And John Paul is like, wait, are you practicing gay conversion therapy? So tell me what the difference is. If you're saying that you have, you, through the power of prayer, right? On Mummy Bellows podcast that you have gone and... <laughs> You've gone and used the power of prayer to veer back onto the right path and steer away from sexual, you, you know, your same-sex attraction and those kinds of things there, right? How's that any different? It may be worded, like, differently, but it's the, it's the same entry level into gay conversion therapy. And since we're going on about misogynoir, since we want to go there, because a lot of you don't think, a lot of you need need your white professors or, or your or your blue-haired bitches, right, to be like, you know what, oh my god, like, this is oppression, and this is, like, th- 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 this is how it, it affects us, and that's what you need, that's the only way you will listen to it, right, you won't listen to somebody who actually is queer in a real life, not for the fucking internet, okay, so when you look at conversion therapy and how that affects women differently, um, is corrective rape not a thing? Is forced exorcisms not a thing? Is forced marriages not a thing? Especially when it comes to black people. Especially, oh my God, especially when it comes to black people and other queer people of colour, right? 
is it oh my don't even get me started on some of the things that they do to to women to like make them straight and subservient to men when they don't desire men and you're platforming that and i'm the problem for calling her a lopsided lace one lieutenant no 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 and the thing is nobody can cyber bully me i i cannot be cyber bullied you can't cyber bully me because you know what i'll do i'll just mute the tweet and then i'll say something more fucked up again I'll do it again. And if we're going to talk about... If we're going to talk about spirituality and practices and all of those kind of things there, right? Because she's made another video that came out two days ago. Another video talking about how she don't like astrology and all them kind of things there. Fam, like, you're there. Talking about, like, as this Christian person, you're there in some pyjamas on a podcast. Your wig looks like the top of a witch doctor's rattle. It's all messy and all of them kind of things there. And you know, you got your cleavage out. Just say you want to fuck your pastor and leave. Just say that. Just say that. Because how could, I'm, I'm gonna go there. How can you say you're against rituals? You're against spirituality. You're against astrology, but half of your wigs are sourced from Priya's sacrifice in India. Have, like, I'm, I'm, like, we all saw the Chris Rock documentary. We all saw it. Like, if your wig, <laughs> if you you see people in India, the women in India, they're getting their hair scalped. They're, they're literally shaving off their scalp in a ritual, yeah, and sacrificing it to their gods, to 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 their to their religion. And again, I, I may be wrong about this, like, or maybe it, I don't know the name of the ritual, the practice, or whatever. But it is literally part of another culture and it's a ritual. And that is then bundled off, heavily processed and then put on your head. So you're wearing someone's ritual on your head and that's why you're so fucking stupid. They need to defund that bitch immediately. And I'm sorry, you can call it um, whatever the fuck you want to call I don't care. Because it's an eye for an eye up in here. If you want to go and do things that harm black queer people, I'm going to I'm gonna say the fuckeries that harms you. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I don't. Because at the end of the day, how, how is it that, again, you... you practicing con- conversion therapy? Conversion therapy, really? Re- and here's the funniest thing as well, like... Your same religion that you're practicing, and again, I'm not demonizing all black Christians. It's not all of you, but it is, but it's most of you. And it's the churches you go to. Because a lot of you, I'm sorry, it's very on brand for you and me to defend a sexual predator. It's very on brand for you to go and um, talk about conversion therapy. Very on brand. Very fucking on brand. It's also very on brand for, for you black, like, but you black Christians, go to church with your natural hair. I dare you. I dare you. Go to church and wear dreadlocks that actually grow out your hair. Not not faux locks. Not faux locks. Not, not, not braids. Not the synthetic ones that, you know, the synthetic wig cap or whatever it is. No. Go to church in dreadlocks that have grown out of your head. And see how they treat you. <laughs> see what they do. So, don't... And people are saying, oh, you know... Um, why are you going for a black woman's wig? I don't give a fuck. I don't care. It's not. It's not her hairs. It's Priya's. It's not her. No. <laughs> Stop it. Let's not do that. And black women aren't the only people who wear wigs. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. 
let's not go there today okay and don't be in my inbox saying not too much in the dark i don't give a fuck i don't care i don't because at this point right it's like there are other and and, and there were other black gay men messaging me who are quite well known on the timeline who cuss out people's pussy who cuss out people's wig all the time and they've got like I'm sorry, they've got way more followers than me. They're fairer skinned than me. Some of them are either benefit from pretty privilege in ways that I don't. And they don't receive, they did not receive half the lashing. So no, I'm sorry. It's up and it's stuck and I wish the worst for her. It, it really is. It really, really is. And they were also saying the same thing. Like, wait, hang on a second. Why, why, why are they making this about wigs? Well, why are they making this about colorism? Why are they making it about this when what she's done is actually fucked up? What she's done is actually harmful. And and this is the thing, it's like, a lot of you really love to protect your faves. Just say that that's your fave. Just say that you're homophobic. Don't dress it up as something that is like some kind, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't, <clears throat> don't. I don't like that shit. I, I can't stand that shit at all. Like people love to use their identity to absolve themselves of the harm that they did. And it's not even like people can, people can try to contradict her in a way like, oh yeah, okay, let me contradict your Christianity and whatever, but, um, or the way in which you're using Christianity, because again, somebody was saying like, well, well, if the three wise men use the stars to go and find Jesus or whatever it was like, fam, how are you demonizing astrology? And that makes sense. However, yeah, I just, I just don't like her. I don't. I really don't. Sorry. And a lot a lot of you, um, Shea Butter, Neckbone Twitter, you love hypocrisy. You really do. You really do. And you you like to um, you know, disguise your homophobia as something else. And you're not fooling me. You're not fooling me. You're not. And I st- and I stand by what I said. And the thing is, and, and <clears throat> this is also why um and I know somebody was, compl- but people have actually complained about this. This is why I'm sorry. Like I said, if you can't beat them, sometimes join them. And this is why I feel no type of way about being a barb. People are like, oh, Nikki this, Nikki that, Nikki this. Nikki. I don't give a fuck what she did because I'm sorry. When it, when it comes to calling out your faves, when it comes to people actually being harmful, what I've realized and what I've witnessed in 4K is that, oh, because that's a dark skinned black one, we can't, I don't. No, mm-mm. no, 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 and no. So you know what? I like Nicki Minaj. I do. I'm a, like me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be even more annoying with it. And Pink Friday Two is out this Friday. Stream Pink Friday Two. I bought two. I bought um two other albums, the vinyl covers. I didn't manage to get the other one because it wasn't available in the UK, or it either went out of stock. I can't remember. But yeah. Stream Pink Friday too, And I don't care how problematic Nicki Minaj is because you know what? That's my fave. And other people are problematic as well. And other people have been um, pick me's and been all up around violent men. But let's just be honest. A lot of you don't like Nicki. It's not about, and, and this is the thing, it's not about the issue. It's not about what the actual person has done. And I mentioned this previously when it came to Dan Wooten and, and Hugh Edwards, um, because a lot of you, 
don't actually care about the, the act of, of sexual assault. You don't care about rape. You don't care about colorism. You don't care about homophobia. You don't care about those things. You only care about who perpetuates it. You don't. You don't. You really don't. You really, really, really don't. We also had somebody as well who um, likes to tell people about consent and 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 talks about like sexual liberation, all those kind of things there. And then you know you've built up your whole brand on that. You've you've used a book, um, you know you've written your book, and then when you try to plug yourself, you try to be very cheeky when all of that race play stuff went down, and. Um, you try to be very cheeky and, and, and try to plug yourself when all the race play stuff went down and you know that your book does not cover cover the way in which race play and the dynamics of it are among gay black men. You, you, you know nothing of the sort. And then to make matters even worse, you go and jump on a podcast with men that were laughing about the Jeffrey Dahmer documentary that found it funny. A man who raped and killed and ate gay black men for, like, what? And the reason why he was able... The reason why he was able to do it is because of, like, attitudes like we have in the black community today. Attitudes that we have among the LGBTQI plus community today. Right? So I'm sorry. Both of you are to blame. Both of you are bad as each other. Because one, you don't care. You will platform people at our fucking detriment. You will humanise them. LGBT community, you'll just be silent. Racism doesn't exist. Oh, it's just, you'll use your liberal jargon to go and tie people up in knots. At what would you know? You think you're tying people up in knots. You think you're silencing people. You think you're doing something um, that is like, you know, uh, revolutionary, and you're not, you're just talking shit, you're just a pervert, you're just a weirdo, you're just, a, you just enable predators, if we're gonna be all the way honest, right, because I'm sorry, like, I don't understand why <coughs> gay black men are talking about the way in which race play affects them, and then black women feel it is their, it's, it's, and actually, I'm not gonna demonise all black women, it is the straight ones, the straight ones, you're the ops, you lot are, you lot are Big, big ops sometimes. Massive ops. You are. So I'll, I'll, I'm not going to say all, I'm not going to say all black women. It's, it's mainly, it's, I'm sorry, it's your, it's your dedication to, to whites is heteropatriarch if we're going to be all the way honest. And it's the way in which you, how can I word this? Because the lesbians understood. They understood. And it's like, what you have to understand is white men will not, they are more fearful, they are more apprehensive of subjecting you to race play than they are to gay men. Because one, we have gay, older black gay men who have been doing that for years and they will try and recruit younger gay black men into that. You go and walk into a space where there are just like gay men and it's not a, a black queer event. And it's, you know, even if there's black people are trying to touch on you. People are trying to like constantly trying to grab your dick. People are constantly trying to question your sexuality and justify your existence being there. Those are the levels in which race play affects us because it is normalized. When I say it's normalized, I'm saying 
That's what's expected from you because you are black. And there are those of us that want to opt out of it. What I don't want to hear from you raggedy bitches, go and be angry at your dad. Go and be angry at your brothers. Go and be angry at your, at your uncles. Go and be mad at the black men that are, that, that, that are supposed to protect you. The black men that are supposed to procreate with you. Stay out of gay men's business, please. Please. Stay out of it. Because again, if it was something to do with trans rights and it affected whites and white adjacent people, you'd understand. If it was something that affected, um, if it was something that would go in effect, I don't know, just anybody who's not, not black, you would understand. And that's always the case. It's always the freaking case. And I'll use examples. Um, um, who else? Alexander Wang, one of them, who, who's, who's championing to come back. Okay, cool. Um, you had Philip Schofield, who's balling for him and trying to do sympathy. Was it not Alison Hammond? Normani, trying to go and bring back um, James Charles, along with, I think Lizzo tried to do the same thing as well. And, and then, <clears throat> fam, it's very mad. I don't, under, I don't understand what, like, why is it that when these men commit such harmful acts, they run to women... And they also run to black women as well. Straight black women at that. It's very mad. And I'm sorry, it's, there's a trend here. There, there's actually a pattern. There's a trend. And it's, it, it, the queer women, yes, they're able to recognise it and call it out. Straight ones, I'm sorry, stay out of our fucking business. Because you're just as bad as the white women sometimes. Stay out of our business. Stay away. Just stay away. And I'm saying this to, to a lot of like black queer men specifically when you see like a lot <laughs> when you see a lot of like non-black gays who gravitate towards black women and those black women do not have any sort of like black gay friends around them you need to r exit from that situation run run i run a mile i run i'm sorry <clears throat> i exit because you see if some fuckery happens to you and something like something is done to you, that they're, they're gonna. I'm sorry, they're going to fight tooth and nail. They are going to be the biggest referee, the loudest referee, to shut you up and silence you, and defend their problematic friends. And I've seen this before. And I remember when I I was about twenty, I was twenty two, and trigger warning, I got. I got I was very drunk. I was very, very, very drunk. And this gay white man basically sexually assaulted me in a club, right? And bear in mind, like, I was out of it. I could barely hold my head up. And it's like, I could just remember it's like 4 or 5 a.m. And this man, like, because he's white, he's quite firm and all those kind of things. And he's, like, lifting my head up. And he's trying to, like, kiss me. He's groping me. He's touching me up all over. Like, and I can only remember, like, pushing him off me and then... Like, getting vexed about it the next, like, <clears throat> not the next day. Getting vexed about it as soon after. And I'm just like, what the hell is going on? And I'm there freaking out. Because I'm clearly, like, not with it. And you who are sober, you who are a lot older, doing that. And again, <clears throat> who did he run to? Black women. And that I can just remember them ready to jump me. And my friends having to take me. It's like, Sid, let's go. Okay, cool. There's that one. We also have um, Marlon Chemical, right? 
when he was calling out Owen Jones and he's recording Owen Jones saying, this is what Owen Jones has just tried to do to me. Owen, I've mentioned this on the previous episode, I think. Uh, no, on the on the one Hugh Watt, mate. Um, that's the one I, you know, I mentioned it on about Hugh, when I was talking about Hugh Edwards and how Owen Jones tried to cover him, cover it up by bringing up Dan Wooten. Who's running to Owen Jones's defence? And it's a common theme here. And I'm sorry, like, this is why, I'm sorry, like, the same way in which, yes, there are gay black men that do things that are very problematic. Yes, there are ways in which we enable, like, violent misogyny, 100%, and we have to take accountability for that. And yes, I may have been misogynist, like, me, myself, I'm not exempt from that. But fam, like, there's ways in which you're harming people that you have to recognise and fucking stop it. Like, stop it. Seriously. And I know some of you, some of you that I just don't respect, a lot of you that just I just don't respect, like, I can't be as mad as you. I know some of you just love take, taking part in BDSM, you know, without knowing it. Like, that's why you watch Love Island and complain about colorism all the time. That's probably why you're Cody's with, with, with um, Footboy. Yeah? With, with, with the Footman. So... There's just that. But what I'm saying is when it comes to gay issues, if you do not understand how race play operates, if you are not willing to listen, if you are not willing to understand, stay out of it. Because you're being homophobic. Because you're being transphobic as well. It is. It really is. And we don't have to be nice to you. I don't have to be nice to anybody about that, okay? Um... Since we're talking about race play, yeah, um, I also wanted to mention, um, <clears throat> like, some things that really need attention in the media right now. Um, Joseph Ox, um, he was a he's like a OnlyFans creator, and he's been he's been doing race play for the longest while. And now people have exposed that he's actually like he's part Jewish or, or Jewish, I believe, and. He's there condemning Nazi play. And, you know, in the episode that I scrapped um, back in September? Yeah, I scrapped it. Um, It's very interesting because I was talking about Nazi play and the the men that were involved in that, they were from my city. And I just find it very interesting that you can condemn Nazi play. You can understand the themes of Nazi play. You know when it's like people dressing up in 1940s, like German leather and all those kind of things. For me, that's very Nazi coded, whether they're doing it or not. I'm sorry, like the leather and rubber gaze, it's, it's very Nazi coded if we're going to be all the way honest. It, it is. It really is. Um, <clears throat> and... People have every single right to feel how they feel about that. They have every right because it's wrong. Um, But what I don't appreciate, yeah, is how you can recognise those themes. Because there was some, I think his name was Coriam and Leo Rush, right? But them two doing Nazi play, that's been an open, in Birmingham, that's been an open secret. Like it's, it's been, it's been known, and there were people condemning it and saying, oh my God, like, this is so bad. How could they do this? And what's going on? And this has been known for a while. It's been known for a while. It really has been like, it's, I'm sorry, like, how could people not know? So anyway, 
they got caught. And the funny thing is as well, there's <laughs> there's two other, I think there's two or four other content creators in there, right? And they were all doing the same thing, but nobody's recognised them yet. But it's interesting how people have distanced themselves and unfollowed, it's, but they were doing the same thing. Um, so there's that. And, and this is the thing, like your, your business wouldn't get out there if a lot of you didn't send unsolicited news to people. That's the thing. And, and this is where you need to let, this is where a lot of you need to um, learn. Stop sending unsolicited news to people. So yeah, so Joseph OX, um, he's calling me out. People are saying this is hypocrisy because you partake in race play and he's saying, well, no, I don't. But yes, you do. Because the same themes, the same undertones of like bondage and slave and master or um, bestiality where you're, you're, you know, you're making black men fuck and, and act like bucks and beasts and they're, they're, they're really, really dark skinned and you're this um, dainty, white, innocent, you know, fairy. And no, no, it's, it's a very common theme. This whole BBC theme, it's, it's very common. And even if you're saying you don't partake in race play, but you fuck black men that do. And then it's, it's very interesting. Like when people say, all of these things about how they're against colorism. Okay, cool. If you're against colorism, why are you fucking a colorist? Why are you dating a colorist? Why are you enabling them? If you're against racism and anti-blackness, but, you know, and, and men that partake in those kinds of things and, oh, it's just a preference, but you will fuck black men that do that. And you will fuck black men that have allowed other um, white content creators to call them the N-word. And, oh, sorry, nigga, I say it on this podcast all the time. I don't know why I'm saying the N-word. But, you know, and I say that big black cock and, and all them kind of things there. You will allow them to do that. You even had men who have fucked... What was his name? It was one guy. It was an old, like, white redneck. And what he would do is he would play gorilla and eight noises before his... Oh, my God. He would play gorilla and eight noises before he would start his scenes. And that's what they were doing. But then when you're, if you're doing that with black men who have done that before, you're enabling them. They're coming to you for that particular purpose. So it's just it's just very weird to me. That's all I'm saying. Like, it, it, it's just, I don't understand how we can condemn one thing and then condemn another. So I just want to say this bit here, right? Because you've got, um, something you need to understand is how when you tie race play in, especially as like with gay black men, with the adultification of gay black men, um and boys as well just no 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 i'm not even just take sexuality out of it take sexuality out of it completely right the adultification and gender let's take let's just take it all out when you have when you adultify them and we've seen we've seen it with um black boys we've seen it with what they're doing in palestine as well right we've seen it with um all the time, just as long as you're not white, as long as as long as you don't have access to whiteness and white privilege, right? You children are just denied childhood. They are, they are. And if you ask a lot of black boys, especially the gay ones, when they were having sex and who they were having sex with, it's right there. It's right there. Um, and which it, it, it's something that needs to end. It needs to end. People are dying from this. People are like people are getting raped because of this. And I'm gonna use some examples, right? Um, we'll go to Zambia. Zambia, there's a there's a white man there, and he's he's, he's a foreign national, 
They won't say where he's from. Um, he has been raping boys in the area for quite a while now. And there was one 15-year-old, he was in hospital from his injuries, right? He was actually in hospital from his injuries. And the boys, again, again, being adultified. Again, being denied that this is a predator who has harmed a child. Nobody's willing to see it that way. And when you have boys who are adultified, when you have men who are like, we know we know this, they don't care about age because we weren't even, black people weren't even supposed to be human under white supremacy. They, we weren't, we were not, we were meant to be cattle. We were, we were assigned with a purpose. That's the reality. And that's why people were able to, to own slaves. That's why people were able to breed them at any age. And if people aren't, if white people as a collective aren't even sorry for for, for, for um, slavery, aren't even sorry for colonization and trying to make it right, what the fuck makes you think they have not abandoned those beliefs? That they have not abandoned the belief that black bodies are there for subservience, there to be discarded, there for labor, there to fight in wars and and, and just to get rid of, right? There's that. You also had another one, I believe, in Benin. And it was a group of white men had a child in the, in the circle, put a child on the floor and got the child to kneel. And they're all taking it in turns to urinate on this child. And this is, this is, this is there on Twitter for people to, to look at. And I'm just, oh, or was it Niger? It was, I think it was Niger, sorry. Yeah, it was Niger. They just wanted to punish a child. They, they would do that. And it's like, I don't know what kind, I, I, yeah, like, it was blurred out and stuff, but it's like, the ways in which people were not willing to go and take that down, the ways in which people were not willing to recognise that that is, you're having people who are making child pornography and getting away with it, the ways in which, and this is a very common theme as well, <laughs> this is a very, very common theme, like, the ways in which black bodies are used for sex at for sexual gratification irrespective of age right and then you call them things like sex workers you call them things like oh they were you know um child sex no children can't have sex they can't consent they can't they can't um they they can't now we're gonna get to a pink news where pink news just needs to go and just burn for all an eternity like pink news humanizing somebody by the name of josh kruger yeah so josh kruger was a reporter was an activist and worked with a lot of vulnerable people he got a boy um from the age of 15 he got him hooked on meth and was sexually abusing him right and after i think the boy got to like 90 he got him hooked on meth as well and then at 19 years old i believe the boy um um his name is Robert Davis. He shot him and killed him. And all of the LGBT publications initially were making out that this man was a um, saint. Was making out that, oh my God, we've lost one of the good ones. How someone's been shot and he's been killed and he's been murdered and oh my God. And I'm just like, 
hmm, let me go and look into this, right? Let me let me really go and look into this. So, um, again, someone posted um, something. On, so a reporter posted this, and they were like, well, actually, no, we're looking at the case materials here. And he's been having a sexual relationship with a minor, or raping a minor, since he was 15. And he also threatened to release intimate images of him, revenge porn, if he didn't do as he wanted. And he also got him hooked on meth. This man is not... No. He's not innocent. He's not. And there's a lot of, like... There's a lot of fetishization out there where they want... It's like they want to just tame... Find a little beast and tame them. It's really mad to me. It's very, very mad. And they're getting away with it. Now he's been shot and killed. Like, what? I'm sorry, why is there a trial? Why, why is there a murder trial? The person was acting in self-defense. The person was groomed. He killed a paedophile. What, what's, what's the problem? I don't understand. Like, what? This is somebody who, like, and meth as well. When you think about hard drugs and how young the brain, like how young his brain will be. When you have young brains on hard drugs, when you have somebody who is trafficked and abused, and imagine what it does to their brain. I'm sorry, this person needs to be with their family and they need to be getting support. That's what should be happening right now, right? Um, also another common theme as well, Bubba Copeland, another one. Right, Bubba Copeland is somebody who um, completed suicide because he was found to be a um, cross-dresser, right? Not a trans woman. And this is the thing, like, there's another one oh, where the liberal media and the outlets um, are... They tried to garner sympathy for a Republican mayor, right? I think it's of... I think it's in Cleveland. I don't know where he's from. Let me go and check. Um, let me find out. <clears throat> Alabama mayor, that's it, Alabama, and and he's a pastor as well. <clears throat> and the funny thing is, like, you look at Alabama, very black states, cross dressing. Mm, you see the correlation here. You see the correlation here, and then people are also also saying on Reddit that you know. <clears throat> He was doing it for the attention of black men. <clears throat> so, do we see the theme here? Do do we see the theme? This is a grown, grown man um, wanting to fuck DL black men in the closet. And, you know, instead of you exposing them, you got exposed. And now you've, you've, you've killed yourself. And the funny thing is, is that people were trying to run the narrative that this was a trans woman. No, a trans woman and a crossdresser are two completely different things. A trans woman is who is somebody who. That's a gender. That that's a gender identity, right? <clears throat> that's somebody who transitions from a man to a woman and lives their life as a woman, right? A crossdresser is somebody who fetishizes femininity. That's not the same thing. It's somebody who dresses up um, quite femme for the purpose of having sex with other men. That's it. Transvestite is a, is um, a man who identifies as a man and wears women's clothing. 
right? And, and I get the term is problematic, but there's people who just identify as that. Um, it's a recognised term here in the UK. It's a recognised term here in other places. I get, I didn't get into um, an argument with this fool as well about it, but I'm like, n- n- no, you're not gonna, t- you're not gonna police people's language and how people express themselves when you call yourself my nigga, my nigga. Like, we're not gonna do that. Um, so yeah, let's keep it moving. So yeah, I just think it's just very interesting, isn't it? So yeah, there's that. And then I just, God, it's, it's a mess. It's a whole mess. Things are a whole mess. And, um, I just think, um, trying to weaponize and use trans people to get sympathy for this white man who was part of a political party who would have denied people trans rights and also would have restricted um, things like abortion, things like, you know, gay rights and all of those kind of things. You restricted that. You were very happy to be part of a political movement that denied that to others. And now that your political mates have now found out what it is that you do, now you've you can no longer live. But this is the problem. If you weren't, if you weren't doing fuckery in the first place, I'm sorry, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have been in that position. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. That's it. Um, thoughts and prayers in that. Um, and also, it's very funny to me um, because I find that um, <clears throat> the, mo- the most homophobic men they always love dick. They always, they all, all, they always like being quite femme. It's very, it's very, you know, mm. because remember, um, jo- Joseph Zaja, Zaja, um, the Hungarian MEP or whatever his name was. And he had to go and get, um, yeah, he's a Hungarian MEP and he was fleeing a gay orgy during lockdown. Like you were having a whole sausage party. You, you were running and you had to go and invoke diplomatic immunity so that you didn't get fucked up for the um for the lockdown rules that you breached and you were there attending like a what a 50 man orgy and you had to creep through a sewer to get out this is the thing it's very inter- it's very very interesting to me very interesting to me what's going on in this world and this is why i say some of you lot who like to find yourself in gay business and have the easy conversations, you're way out your depth. Like, leave it to the experts. Leave it to the people who live this. Leave it to the people who actually have the guts to challenge things, right? Okay, and let's keep it cute. So, just to wrap this up. Um, <clears throat> the hell was that? Something dropped. Anyway, just to wrap this up... Um, Guyana is, not Ghana, Guyana in the Caribbean, is currently um, at risk of being annexed by Venezuela. Cheeky bomber club Venezuela, who, I'm sorry, but your economy is shit. Your inflation is at an all-time high. People are not even able to buy food. You're, ex- like, you're exporting rubber and making, like, condoms are just there, like, I don't know, like, leaves on trees. And, pfft, you want to be annexing another country to like to, to to do what to fuck it up so guyana's basically now found oil yeah and that's why people are now interested in um america is the united states of america of course it's um you know come to their attention so they're now thinking well hold on a second we can actually 
benefit from this some way or somehow. So now it's between Venezuela or Guyana to be like, well, you know, how are we going to either attack and take this over as Venezuela or how are we going to go and defend ourselves as Guyana? And I'm sorry, but like what people need to bear in mind is that this land was divided up by the colonizers, right? And as much as people are saying, oh, they should be the ones to fix it and blah, 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 blah. No, no, I, I, I don't, I think just, just leave it as it is. Leave people the fuck alone because no, leave, leave Guyana alone. I'm so sorry, but leave them alone. Um, you have no business being there. And it's like, what I find so interesting is the amount of people using like, oh, it was historical land and blah, blah, blah. And it's, <coughs> it's li- liberals. It's American liberals saying the same thing as well. I'm so sorry about this cough. Um, it's American liberals saying the same thing as well. But you're the one, the same ones that are saying free Palestine. And this is the thing. Me, it's, it's a given. I am free Palestine all day, every day. But this entitlement to land that is not yours on behalf of colonizers is very mad. It's very sick. It's very unwell. It needs to stop. It needs to stop. Um, And that's why, I'm sorry, I will say with my entire chest, um, when a lot of people are vexed and mad about the stance that a lot of black people have towards um, Israel committing a genocide, Right, the Israeli government committing a genocide towards Palestinians because that is exactly what it is. We know exactly what genocide looks like. Genocide is, I'll touch on this in another episode, but genocide has happened in the Caribbean before. Genocide has happened in South America before. Genocide has happened in, in um, the Americas. It's happened in Africa. It's happened in parts of Asia. It's happened in so many places. Do not sit there and tell people who are... Um, whose ancestors would have been genocided at some point, right? You don't get to tell us what that does or does not look like. You don't. And to some of the people there, like, this is where my head hurts because, like, I don't know, maybe it's my, my thoughts as an Aquarius and it's just racing everywhere. But there's so much to unpack. I don't even know if I have enough time. But point number one, I'm just going to raise this. Yes, there are so many people that we have a common objective that it is free Palestine and there must be a ceasefire. And you need to stop killing. Innocent civilians need to stop being killed, right? Don't be asking people, do you condemn Hamas? I condemn innocent people being killed. That's what I condemn. I condemn colonisation. I condemn genocide. I condemn oppression. That's why I condemn, okay? Um, There are people who are very pro-Palestine because they have ulterior motives, right? They don't actually care about the things that I have, I actually condemn, yeah? You've got, what's his name? Something Hinkle, Josh, Jack, Jack Hinkle or whatever it is. He just don't like Jews, he just don't. That's why, and, and, and <laughs> I'm sorry, a lot of these far-right accounts that don't like Jews, that's why they're in favour of Palestine. If we're going to be all the way honest, right? Be careful. You also have people who, um, 
have been deplatformed and all of those kinds of things there purely because I don't know stuff they said during COVID they believe that all Jews run the media those are things that they believe so their their support for Palestine is underlying anti-semitism if we're going to be honest right you also have people who um it's a money grab for them it is just like we saw in 2020 with George Floyd dying, we saw with all these black people being killed. Like, why is it that all these blog pages and white people had access to that footage and was able to post it and their engagement was in the millions? Yeah? Don't forget we were all at home at that time. It was a massive money grab. They want, went on to, to um, being massive content creators. They went on to um, selling products and, and, and doing talks. And it was a money grab for them. And this is the thing, like, yes, we do need to see the reality of what is happening in Palestine. But you need to be careful who you are seeing that from. Be very careful because this this is a money grab for people. It is. It really is. They don't care because what was his name? Akunji. He was the same one saying that the force used against the black woman in Peckham who was being strangled was fair. And I see people like after we were flogging him, we're flocking to following him. Let's say Palestine is free tomorrow. Let's just say hypothetically, right? People are going to go straight back to their anti-blackness, straight back to their queer phobia, straight back to their red pill and their misogynistic ways, right? So be mindful of who you are engaging with. That's point number one. Point number two is when engaging with these people, the evidence is right there in front of your face because people are saying, well, hold on, what's happening in Guyana doesn't actually matter because there's people dying in Palestine. Yes, Yes, absolutely. Don't use the and they're using the same excuse. Sorry for Congo, they're using the same excuse for what's happening in Sudan. They're using the same excuse for what's happening in in um in Papua New Guinea and and and, and um, Indonesia, right? They're using those those excuses to like you know center Palestine. And I get it. I like. Absolutely, what is happening there is wrong because once Palestine is annexed, and for those who are saying, well, it doesn't actually affect us, it, it does affect us because that all of the practice runs that happen to vulnerable and disenfranchised people therefore gives others the mandate and the practice run to think, okay, cool, this is how this operation has played out. This is how this operation, what I'm going to do, I'm going to exact it in another place once I have the means and resources to do so. Right. So once Palestine is gone, once once and and that is what Israel's plan is, once they are all wiped out, other places like Venezuela have the mandate to then do that to Guyana. Okay. Same thing with Indonesia. They will do the same thing to Papua New Guinea. Same thing that's happening in Sudan. When you look at gentrification, it, it may be working on a smaller scale, but it's happening in the same way. And this is why I say, me, I'm anti-trickle-down equality. It don't work. It's either everybody's free or none of us are free. None of us. So, there's that part. The other part as well, which is from like, this is from like the left, the right, everybody. Um, but you're all fucking mad. 
is where they're using, saying, oh, do, do, do you know what Hamas do to, to, to gays? Do you know what they do? I couldn't give a fuck. And I'm going to tell you why I couldn't give a fuck and, and why I'm not going to go and take on that talking point is because, do you know where else is homophobic in the world? Everywhere that England colonised. Every, um, <laughs> everywhere that was colonised. It was imported. Some places had it already, yes. But under your penal codes that they have, these are European laws. So if that's what we're going to go with, if that's what we're going to do, right? When you look at the Commonwealth, right? What you need to bear in mind is the moment you start saying this country harbours people that are homophobic and queer people are treated poorly there, and that is the justification for them being ethnically cleansed. You as a black or brown person, or just a melanated person, right? A person whose ancestors was enslaved and colonised. Bear in mind that justification could be used to wipe out people that look like you. And we've also seen during Queering the Map, um, right... There are queer Palestinians who have lost their loved ones in secret who have died. Okay? Okay? There are queer people there. So when you're saying, when you're listening to these white liberals and when you're listening to people, all these, just these these Zionists as well, when you're listening to them who, when you think about Zionism as well, girl, like these are the same ones sending missionaries to places in Africa to go and Encourage homophobic laws if we're going to be all the way honest. Think about Uganda. Think about what was happening in Ghana. Who's pushing that? Okay? These are all even um, evangelical Zionist Christians. Was it not them? Okay. What I'm saying to you is, is that you therefore give people the mandate to wipe you out. You are playing with a very... You're, you're siding with a very, 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 very dangerous narrative. Very dangerous. And it's very stupid and it needs to stop now. A lot of you need to think. A lot of you need to stop being so subservient and thirsty and, and horny over pink and olive-skinned peen. Like, stop it. Stop it. Immediately. Immediately. Because, fam, they'll just be like, yeah, okay, cool. Um, we're going to wipe out people in the Caribbean. Guyana's homophobic, didn't you know? So why should you care? Why should you be... Why should you... You make noise about this. Why should you care about this? Are you dumb? Are you very dumb? You're trying to say this about the Palestinians as well. Fam, the Israeli government have been using... Like, catfishing queer Palestinian people, right? And when I post this episode to um, X, formerly known as Twitter, right... I'm going to link the evidence below on the I said what I said page and you will see where they've catfished Palestinian queer people, ask them to go and spy. Otherwise, we're going to expose you or basically put you in harm's way. So you're saying that Palestine don't care about queer people. Neither does Israel either because they don't care about queer Palestinians either. So let's not do that. When you talk about um what's happening to the prisoners in there as well are they not are they not like using sexual torture as as a method are they not sexually abusing them in the prisons 
are they not doing these things? So you don't get like you. It's, it was never about. It was never about queer Palestinians. It was never about queer people in Palestine or what Hamas or Hezbollah or whatever does to them. Because when it comes to um, queer people of color, right? Why does it always have to be a white person that is the spokesperson for what is happening with queer rights out uh, 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 overseas? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It really doesn't. And that's why I side-eye a lot of these charities. That's why I side-eye a lot of these activists. And that's why, like, if you can't hear from them, I don't trust you. I, I don't... Nah. I don't want to hear anything you have to say. I'm so sorry. I just don't. I don't. I'm going to have to hold that, my G. But... um. Yeah, don't don't be weaponizing people's don't don't be so weaponizing people's sexuality. Don't be doing that in any way, shape, or form. Don't be trying to say to me who I need to stand with. I am anti-oppression, and yes, I understand that I may be killed as a queer person in in Palestine. But you know where else I might be killed? <laughs> where my parents are from. Just like many other people, just like where we are trying to ask for liberation there too. So. Let's not do that because you'd kill me in a heartbeat. Besides, look how you treat queer people of colour here. Look how you treat them in the West. Look how you objectify them. Look how you sexualise them. Look how you deny them the right to gender I like gender and sexuality. Look at look at what you do. Just don't speak. Just don't speak. Don't don't ever do that. It's free Palestine all day, every day. And I'm sorry, I'm not taking that back. I'm not taking that back. I don't want I don't want people dead. I don't. And other people that have that have a heart, that have a soul, because many of you don't. Many of you are very materialistic. Many of you are very um, you know, focused on celebrities and, and your material possessions and all those things. That's all you care about. We're not the same. We're not. To so know thy lane and keep it moving, yeah? Um, yeah, I think that's a good place to wrap up. Um, I'll be back next week with another episode. I'll let you know how my job is and what I'm kind of things there. And yeah, if you have any emails, send them into I said what I said at gmail.com. You can message me on X, you can message me on um, X, formerly known as Twitter. You can message me on Instagram as well. I think I'm on TikTok too. What I'm going to start doing as well is um, screen grabbing the um, parts where I've just been like talking and just posting them there, posting those clips. And there can be the visuals until I'm ready to start actually talking and with my face out here. But yeah, send me some, what it is that you want to send me. Also, don't be mad and don't send me stupid emails. Don't be doing that. I had someone send me, like, fam, I just had someone make assumptions about me. Um, and I was just like, really? Um, but yeah, just send in whatever it is you want to send in. Um, but I really want to hear from underrepresented voices, especially when it contain, uh, pertains to queer people of colour um, and people with intersections around the world and yeah just things that aren't really spoken about but yeah i've been your host sid the aquarius or sid and yes i'm gonna be heading out now i'm going to the gym after this and i'll probably upload it this evening but yeah see ya bye